Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Shear, the host of Refuge Freedom Stories. Today, I'm interviewing Miss Carrie Ferguson. I know Carrie because she is my younger sister. How are you today, Carrie? I'm great, Dave. How are you? I'm fantastic. A little underslept, trying to juggle things in life. And yourself? Are you getting lots of rest these days? I know you're working. Yep, I've been working all through COVID, which has been a total blessing. Very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. So this is your story today. It's an opportunity for you to share a couple of things so that we don't have time in 20 minutes to cover a whole life story of somebody. But hopefully we'll uh, try to inspire someone today with your faith and how God has helped you in your life and come into your life and the difference that's made for you. How long have you been a Christian, Carrie? now and I guess I really became a Christian when I was about 21, something like that, Mm. through a bunch of different levels of things in my life as I walked through life with that. Mm -hmm. I think that's basically when I first realized, you know, that I wanted to embrace Jesus and let him into my life. I knew God as a child, but I didn't understand um, that there was a relationship that I could have with Jesus. Mm-hmm. That was more personal than that. That started to unfold. And how did that come about for you? Like, in you were said you were twenty-one. Yeah, so maybe I don't know. It's like really between probably when I was about nineteen mm-hmm. was stirring up in my life. God was stirring up my life and my heart, and but I think that I really made a conscious decision around twenty-one years old. Mm-hmm. Interesting how I, God does that, eh? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> When I was pretty much younger, I was probably 14 years old when our mom and dad both gave their hearts to the Lord. And it was a great thing, but it was also a really hard thing for me. Mm-hmm. I tried to understand it, but being the age I was, mm-hmm. I was a pretty self-centered person, you know, living my life for me at the time. No and way, not a teenager who's self-centered. I know, self-centered. as a teenager, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wanting things to stay the same. And mm-hmm. what it meant in our family, as you know, the way I saw it was that everything changed. How we had grown up, a lot of really good times that were based around a lot of social things and partying and fun times that mm-hmm. weren't always fun, as it turned out. That all shifted and it just disappeared. And our mom was literally on fire for God. And it bugged the crap out of me. It, uh, yeah. it uh, was impinging on me and you know I know now looking back that without my mom and dad praying for me all those years just the impact of that I didn't even realize it at the time but it saved me from a lot of things and God was there I, I turned really rebellious didn't want anything to do with God my mom wanted it so bad for me which I understand now as a mother and have grown in my faith um, that you just want what you know is so good mm-hmm. for somebody else I went through a lot of things and caused myself a lot of pain in those years. At 15 years old, I was raped and didn't tell anybody about it other than my girlfriend who knew about it. Carried that with me for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And that was due to the environment that I had put myself in. Not that I caused it to happen to myself, because I didn't, it's unfortunate, but it did mold 
part of who I was, you know, as a person mm-hmm. and some of the other choices that I made due to that. But later on in my early 20s, I don't know, I went to a church camp, the same one that you talked about in your testimony, which was a great foundation for my faith. And it was all in increments. You know, there's mm-hmm. so many things that fed into my faith that were just laying down little pieces of God, instilling things in my life and my heart slowly. The great thing about God, I know, is that he never pushes into your life. He allows us our free will. And for me, he knows me very well and knows that I have to make my own decisions. I was afraid of that big faith thing because I thought that it would mean I'd have to be a different person and give up all the things, you know, at the time that I valued and... Mm -hmm the perfect person. Well, I'm here today and I'm still not a perfect Christian or perfect anything. I don't know one person that is. Yeah. I know. But I always had this this vision, you know, of looking at other Christians and thinking, oh, I didn't even want to be like them. Yeah. (laughs) Not that they're all like that. They're they're great people. Everybody is what they are. But I just put pressure on myself, I guess. Mm -hmm. But throughout all of my life, I don't know that. Sorry, I've just answered question, and I'll just keep rambling. So that's where I started. In my <laughs> it's <life>. okay. <laughs> that's all right. There did come a time for you somewhere along the line where you made that commitment, and how was that set up for you? Like, how did that all come down? That was I was in college, and one of the things that I would want to say is that everything to do with my faith and my decision of it mm-hmm. had to do with people. For me, I connected with people that were, quote, and unquote, normal, what I viewed as normal. That impacted me because I didn't want to have to be different and weird just because I wanted to love God. And I met a girl in college in my first year that was so cool. She's beautiful and fun and everything, and she was a Christian, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow. And, you know, there's the thing where you always feel like you've got to present this thing to people, this image of being a Christian. Well, I have found personally how it impacted me and how I've helped, you know, how God's worked through me to impact others mm-hmm. has been in my realness of just being a real person with a big face and yes. in my problems, my mistakes, all those things. And that's what that was for me, of just seeing people... And I was sewing, actually, because I was taking fashion design in the middle of the night. And, you know, God keeps knocking at the back of my head, kind of the door, you know, to my heart. And it just became a relevant moment where I said, yeah, I, I want to do this. And it was scary to me. Mm-hmm. But I knew I wanted to do it and that I knew that that's where my faith journey implemented, I guess. Yeah, that's that was the start for you. I mean it wasn't the start of the search and No, it, it was, started long before that. Yeah. Too, right? It's all part of our journey, right? Yeah. And um as we look yep. back, sometimes it's it's surprising like when our eyes are open to see all the different people that were involved and all the different ways God had been calling us and directing us and showing himself to us and revealing himself through different mm-hmm. people, you know? That's um, right. I kind That's of thought right. of it as like a, a chessboard or a checkerboard or something and, and seeing all the moves that had happened oh gosh, through yeah. a game, you know? <laughs> That's a great analogy. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yep, if, if you could plot it out. And, and the thing is, there's all sorts of things that you don't see that God has in the works, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you see them later, and they become relevant, you can see it, and mm-hmm. I'm sure there's tons that 
you just aren't really ever going to know until you know someday when God reveals that to you. Mm-hmm. When you um, when you made your commitment and you were twenty one at that point, you were in college and you had met the one person that seemed to be authentic and a Christian yeah. and honest and and transparent, and uh-huh. that was what attracted you. Am I correct there? Yeah, yeah, you are right. Mm-hmm. I and, thought you were talking about my my first marriage actually oh. for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, because that was another thing. You know, big part of my journey was my first marriage. I was married by then, mm-hmm. and I had married somebody that was a Christian, and we had a lot of years together and had two kids, and that became a big a big test of my faith, and we grew a lot together in, in Christ, raised our children, you know, with that foundation. You know, I do have to say about my story is that, you know, I've, I've been married three times, you know, that's a hard thing even to say, especially when ooh, people are going to hear that. Oh my goodness, yeah. That. I know, because it feels like a failure to me, but the, there's just been a lot go on in my life for the last 30 years in relation to that, and raising kids as a single mom, you know, and all the different things that happened along the way, mm-hmm. my mistakes, you know, thinking that when I thought I was making good decisions, that I had prayed about and felt God was urging me to do. It's always a hard time to differentiate between God's voice and tugging in my spirit to know what is right and what's me, what's my pride, what's my want in something, how it can get mixed up. Mm -hmm. But my thing is that I haven't always related with all Christians who didn't have kind of life I've had and that's why I'm talking about it because I think that it is a more common thing that if you have what you might view as a less perfect life it's harder to see things that um, where you might be acceptable or whatever because you feel that about yourself and I felt that I know that along the way I've met people that understand you know like having somebody empathize or just get what it is that you're going through because they've journeyed some of that too. That's the thing that helps me most and God puts those people in my life and I always want to be that mm-hmm. for other people that of all the garbage that you know happened in my life if, if I can help one person you know it makes it worth it for sure because they may be going through the same thing. It doesn't take away the struggle that you have or whatever but it, it. It's hard sometimes, eh? Yeah. I mean, there's scriptures about that where it says that the reason that God allows us to experience things and uh, along with giving us our own free will to do things and make mistakes is so that we want, we can learn and we can help others to go through the same experiences that are That's going right. through. Not to encourage them to go through negative experiences, but <laughs> yeah. to be there for them and be able to relate to them and inspire them. I'm sure that's, you know, you found yourself in situations with other people where you're able to do that. Yes, yeah. There's been times when even people that I I felt like, oh, they know my story, they know this piece of my story, and I feel scared. What do they think about me? I've I've always, you know, had a struggle with that, and I've been working towards, you know, letting that go, but it's a slow process. Mm -hmm. There's been times when I've had an acquaintance sit down, and I thought they were just trying to find out more about my story. Pretty juicy. Um, And then it turns out, you know, often that it's that they're going through the same thing, and they've remembered and went, hey, this is a person that I could actually talk to and trust with this because they're going to understand where I'm coming from. And when you're in that spot, you need somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. that you can do that and be real with. And there's been lots of people that have done that for me as well. Mm-hmm. And that's God placing you in somebody's life. You know, it's an amazing thing when you realize that, wow, okay, this is for a purpose. You know, this is for a reason. And it, 
that draws together too, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Yeah. Well, it, it's, uh, it's all part of being the body of Christ and as, you know, human beings basically helping us. Uh, God loves us all, not just the Christians, right? He loves everybody. He uh, wills that none would perish and that all would have relationship with him. Uh, and he longs for that because he knows that will uh, make our lives more fulfilled and, and abundant. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what he, you know, wants for us, right? And so a lot of times we talk about, you know, we, there's a separation between the world, meaning people that are not Christians and the, the body, but we're all brethren in, in a way and, and because we're part of God's family. Even, even those that aren't saved, God loves you, if you're listening, as much as any Christian. And he, he loves us all equally. And uh, I remember as a kid, you know, our dad saying to us, or our mom, you know, at times saying, I love you all. I love you all very, very much. I love you as much as the next. And, you know, as a kid, you try to play that off and say, yeah, yeah. you know, um, get the favoritism or whatever. And, <laughs> and they always were able to maintain, no, we love you all the same. We love you all very much. And sometimes as Christians, we forget that. We kind of feel like we're entitled and we're special. And, you know, God loves us more than he loves the unsaved. And it's not true. No. Um, and I've so, gained a lot from talking with people of other faiths as well. When I stopped being scared of other faith implementing into mine or whatever, like that mm-hmm. was just the thing where I came from and was able to like actually glean amazing things from mm-hmm. people that are in other faiths as well. When you stop trying to like change them, mm-hmm. but just be who you are and show whatever God is through you. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the same, you know? Yep. And you can love each other. Like that's an amazing thing. When so many, like especially in Canada, we're such a, a melting pool of of cultures and yeah, there's so many right. different cultures here and it, it's it's reflected in religion as well and and you know we know that everyone has their own beliefs and we have our our beliefs and we do believe that you know the only way to god is through the son jesus christ but you have to give people a chance to find their way to christ and that's right and you're certainly not going to expose them to Christ in a positive way by being judgmental yeah. or arrogant or looking down your nose at them because they have another faith or coming across that way. Yeah. They believe they're right as well. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> we're coming at it from two separate ways, but you can come together and learn and respect each other along the way and pray that God, you know, that's one of the things I've learned. I'm not responsible for somebody else's Christianity, that's right. whether they accept Christ or not. Mm-hmm. I can influence that by being myself and letting God work through me. Mm-hmm. But I have to allow God to do that work where he sees fit. Yeah. You know, I can't decide for him what's what. All you have to do is focus on being a, a little Jesus. I mean, that's a funny term, but you have to just focus on yeah. if people are going to see Christ, they're, they're going to see him through us, through you. That's right. And yeah. what is that going to look like to them? So yeah, we have to okay. love people like Christ would. And we can we can't be offensive. We can't, you know, be overbearing or constantly just be pointing to people where they're wrong and and yeah. this oh, sort of thing. To be. That's mm-hmm. the thing that I hated, you know? Like coming into faith. I, I didn't like that. I don't know a lot of people that do. So Yeah. Well I know, Carrie, that you have probably got a favorite scripture verse or two or if you were to leave a message it's another two different things, but if you were to leave a message with your younger self, you could go back in time and give yourself a little bit of wisdom. There's all those songs about that, you know, and what would you say? What would I say? 
And that makes me emotional. I'd love to go back then. And I would tell myself to love myself more mm-hmm. and accept love from others. But to know that, you know, my, my favorite verse is uh, where God says that he has a plan for me. Mm-hmm. And it's not to hurt me or harm me, but it's for a hope and a future. And that's what I would have told myself. You know, mm-hmm. that everything is going to be okay. Everything takes time. You know, and to be easier on myself and learn to see myself through other people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Self-esteem has always been an issue. Mm-hmm. Even though I could put on a good show to look like I'm full of whatever courage, I think just learning to love myself a little better. Absolutely. And personally, you know, as my younger sister, I've always believed in you and um, know. known that you're made of good stuff. There's many times I wish that I could go back as well when, when you were younger and, and say things like that to you yeah, to encourage well, you. Did. <laughs> but I wasn't, I wasn't listening. Yes, know? yeah. I'm just <clears throat> really grateful for the person you are, the person you are in my life. You have, yeah. you know, three children. You're now a grandmother. Yeah. You don't go by grandma. What do you go by? I go by Gigi. <laughs> Gigi, that's kind of neat, eh? What a blessing, eh? You have Nicholas. And all my kids are amazing. Samuel are amazing. and Michaela. And what's your grandson's name? My grandson's name is Porter. Mommy is Gabby, oh, my nice. daughter-in-law, and Nicholas is married to Sarah, another mm-hmm. daughter-in-law, and so blessed, honestly, by my family. Mm-hmm. Children yeah. have taught me in my faith along the way, which is what a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank Comforted. you for taking this time. You know, being willing to be vulnerable, and that's not new for you. I appreciate <laughs> that because I know that you would definitely uh, want the truth to be known to people that's about right. Christ. Yeah, that's wonderful. My daddy. Lost my daddy years ago, but I've always got God. That's right. He's my father. <laughs> yep. You know? Amen. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. God bless you, honey. Love you. Love you too. Got this feeling inside me. It's stronger every day. Don't have to push it, no, no. To find its own way Just like a child Whose dreams have come alive I get excited Cause I found out Where love resides And when love resides There is no fear And when love goes Love makes it real
you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.